Natasha Torres. I'm a spinning teacher, a recovering academic, and the founder of SheepSpot, where we're on a mission to revolutionize spinning education by using the power of online courses and communities to help spinners make more yarns they love and enjoy every step of the process. These days, I can make just about any yarn I can imagine, but believe me, I was not a natural spinner. Now, many skeins and hand-spun projects later, spinning allows me to express myself creatively and quiet my mind no matter how crazy the world around me gets. I created this podcast to give you both a clear strategy to become a skilled, confident, and versatile spinner, and lots of quick, actionable tactics that will level up your yarn making quickly and easily. If you're an inquisitive hand spinner, you are in the right place, and I'm so glad that you're here. Spinning involves both a lot of different kinds of knowledge and a lot of different skills. If you were going to divide up the totality of knowledge and skills that spinning encompasses, how would you do it? In this episode, I'll share what the map of spinning knowledge looks like to me. Hello there, darling Sheep Spotter. Welcome to episode 86 of the Sheep Spot podcast. I'm Sasha, and my job is to help you make more yarns you love. When I was learning to spin in 2009, I remember flitting from book to book and class to class and video to video, mostly from what were then interweave and craftsy. YouTube wasn't such a thing in 2009. Um, And I was just trying to soak up every bit of information about spinning that I could. So I just absorbed stuff in the order I found it. And not surprisingly, information about spinning which I now called the field of spinning knowledge, seemed, if I tried to picture it in my mind, like a big amorphous blob of stuff. It took a long time and a lot more spinning and research about spinning to start to create categories in my mind for different topics within that field. When I started to teach spinning in 2016, I was giving one-on-one classes in my studio and I became acutely aware of all that I didn't have time to teach them. These students came to me for a series of three 90-minute beginner lessons and when they were finished, I just turned them loose. They knew one way to draft and the basics of plying and finishing I gave them some tips about beginner-friendly fibers, and that was it. It felt a little like throwing someone into the deep end of a pool and hoping that they remembered enough about swimming to somehow get themselves out of the water. In 2019, I took a course on creating online memberships that was taught by a Canadian guy named Stu McLaren. And Stu challenged me to create what he calls a success path. So a framework that describes a typical student's progression from beginning with a topic or subject to mastering that topic or subject. And Stu advocates this for two reasons. 
first so that the students would be able to see and measure their progress and thus be motivated to keep making progress. And second, so that they could focus on one step at a time and not become overwhelmed and discouraged. And that challenge that I got from Stu in that class um, resulted in the Spinner's Journey framework, which is foundational to how I teach spinning and which I continue to refine based on my work with students. I am really grateful to Stu for making me do it, though I found it really difficult and intimidating at the time, and I complained about having to do it a lot. Um, but it's an amazing teaching tool, and I think it's it's helped my students a lot, and it's also really helped me a lot. Um, so the spinner's journey is a description of a more or less linear process. So you start off in the stage that I call excitement, um, and that's when you're just starting out and you don't know how your wheel works and your treadling is, you know, a little bit iffy and uneven and you only, you, you can barely draft, like that's the excitement phase. And then the final stage I call confidence. Um, so it's a more or less linear process. You start as a beginner, you end up as um, a confident spinner. Um, but while I was working on it, it became clear to me that I needed another axis. So I needed um, axis AXIS. So I needed another way to describe the different areas of spinning, spinning knowledge. So, so if, if the, um, spinner's journey is the X axis, I call the Y axis pillars, um, or somewhat more pretentiously, the pillars of skillful spinning. Um, in other words, these were all the things that I wasn't able to cram into my three 90-minute lessons with my beginners before I turned them loose. Um, so a pillar in my thinking, in, in this rubric, is a big chunk of more or less distinct related information and skills within the larger body of information and skills that make up everything that we know about spinning. And I'm calling that the body of spinning knowledge. Spinners move through the spinner's journey by acquiring skills and knowledge in these different pillars. So here are the pillars that I've identified uh, in the order that I like to teach them. So I like to start with spinning tools, um, both mechanics and maintenance. Uh, then I like to go on to drafting, plying, finishing, fiber, fiber preparation, working with color, and maintaining your stash. And there are also two episodes of spinning knowledge that I think of as kind of meta pillars because they touch on multiple other pillars. The first of these is using your hand-spun yarn, which encompasses obviously all aspects of yarn design. So drafting method, fiber choice, how the fiber is prepared, plying choices, finishing, managing color. And the second meta pillar is twist, which also intersects obviously with wheel mechanics, drafting, plying, and color management. 
Working effectively with twist requires both an intellectual understanding of what twist is and, and also how it works and the manual skill of feeling where the twist is while you're spinning and understanding how fast it's moving and how it tends to behave. Now, I want to be really clear about what I am claiming in this episode and what I am not. I am not claiming that the spinner's journey describes the exact path of every spinner. And I'm also not claiming that the pillars encompass everything that's possible to know about spinning. What I am claiming is that both the spinner's journey and the pillars of skillful spinning are useful fictions. So the spinner's journey, for example, is a story that I can share with my students to help give them language to their experiences as they're learning to spin at various levels and to see and measure the progress that they are making. The pillars, on the other hand, are a tool that I use to ensure that my students are becoming well-rounded yarn makers, because remember I said last week versatility was really important to me right from the beginning. Um, And they're also invaluable for creating a comprehensive spinning curriculum that allows students to focus on one pillar at a time and thus prevents them from becoming overwhelmed. I use the pillars to organize both my beginning spinning class, which is called Spin School, and the monthly challenges in the Guild by Sheepspot, which is my membership for intermediate and advanced spinners. And from now on, I'm going to use it to organize the podcast as well. So just as folks in the Guild are focusing on one pillar a month, I'm going to be doing that as well in the podcast. Going forward, I'll be focusing the podcast content on the same pillar that we are working on in the Guild. Although um, usually I'll be focusing on topics that are more appropriate for the earlier stages of the spinner's journey. The folks in the guild are at the later stages of the spinning journey. So there's going to be some difference in terms of the actual content, but they're going to be based on the same pillar. So in January, the guild is working on the tools pillar. So I have two episodes on the tools pillar coming up for you to round out the month of, of January. And then in February, we will go on to a new topic. There is a post in the flock where you can comment on and discuss this episode if you'd like. I will link to it in the show notes, which you can find at sheepspot.com slash podcast slash episode 86. So go and check them out. I'd love to know what you think about this. And I'd love to know how you organize the body of spinning knowledge in your mind. Um, I've told you how I, I do it but I'd love to know how other people do it as well. So friend, that is it for me this week. Thank you so much for listening. I will be back next Friday with another episode and I will meet you back here. In the meantime, go spin something. You know, it's going to do you good. Have you joined the flock yet? The Flock is Sheepspot's free online community for inquisitive hand spinners. As a member, you'll get access to a complete library of podcast episodes, all the free resources I've created for the podcast, several self-guided challenges, 
our Friday spinning check-in, and more. Head to theflock.sheepspot.com to sign up.